0: welcome you we are tuned into a message from the camp series of living stones family church this series of messages will step faith in your heart and empower you to be a strong believer god bless you as you listen father in the name of jesus we ask you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power which is at work in us according to the working of your mighty power which you demonstrated when you raised Christ from the dead and set him at your own right hand far above principalities and powers and you have given him to be the head of the church which is his body the church is his body today we submit ourselves to you holy spirit lead us holy spirit teach us holy spirit guide us holy spirit bring us into the perfect will of Jesus, our Saviour. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to be preaching on the work of shepherding. Wow. So let's start from Somewhere in the Bible, John chapter 21, first and verse number 15. Beautiful. So, when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas. Lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto you, When thou was young, and so on, he told him how he was going to die. Then he says, this spake he signifying, verse 19, by what death he should glorify God. And when he has spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper. And said, Lord, which is, and and who said, Lord, which is he which should betray you? Peter seeing him saith unto Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. So just this little portion here. You see Jesus discussing with Peter how he was going to die. And Peter is saying that um, what about this other guy who is walking by? What type of death will he die? And Jesus said, if I wish that he stays till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Now this little um, discussion here means that Everybody has his own personal um, agenda for Jesus and should not concern yourself with what somebody else is doing. Many times when we are in church, if somebody is not on fire, it affects you. When somebody is not active, you look at how they are and think that, oh, this one Christ is not doing anything. I'm okay but Jesus says you follow me what somebody is doing is none of your concern you see I'll tell you something in numbers 12 Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses do you see because Moses had married an Ethiopian woman black woman and he had told them that God said they should not intermarry So how come that he had gone to take one of those girls? Now the Bible says that and Miriam and Aaron criticized Numbers 12 verse 1. They criticized Moses. You watch something here. The verse will come in the name of Jesus. Good. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So it was not like an accusation. Or a false. Uh, allegation. It was a fact. So they criticized him for the woman. That he had gone to marry. Verse 2. And they said. Had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses. Hath he not also spoken by us. And the Lord heard it. God will always hear. When you are criticizing. Now, the man Moses was very meek above all men which were upon the face of the earth. Verse 4. Verse 4. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, Come out, ye three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And the three came out. And then, verse 5 says, And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came out, came forth and the Lord, and he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak to him in a dream. But my servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. With him, I will speak, verse eight, please. With him, will I speak mouth to mouth. Even apparently, and not in dark speeches, and the similitude of the Lord will he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So it means that he reveals himself to prophets by visions and dreams. But as for Moses, he talks to him mouth to mouth, like how I'm talking to you. Amen. So he said, somebody that God talks to directly. Eh? you are not afraid to even talk about him even though he has made a mistake. (laughs) You see, sometimes there are people who want to correct men of God. Meanwhile, they haven't had their quiet time for three months. (laughs) Praying one hour is a struggle for them. And yet they want to correct somebody who stands in the name of the Lord. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them and he departed. Verse 10 says and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle and behold what this? Miriam became leprous white as snow and Aaron looked upon Miriam And behold, she was leprous. Aaron was free. (laughs) Meanwhile, both Aaron and Miriam criticized Moses. But only Miriam had leprosy. So you have to be careful when you are looking at other people that don't serve God and use people as your yardstick. Everybody is an individual in the house of god so when you come tell yourself that i'm here to serve god i'm here to do his will i'm here to have him to to serve him if my friend who brought me to church is not serious i'm not going to let that influence me because ultimately we are all individuals you'll be surprised that somebody may look like she's not serious and everything but god is very happy with her This one they didn't come to church last week, so me to come to church. You, you'll be surprised that that person God is very happy with her. That's why I'm saying that Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses, but only Miriam had leprosy. Aaron was looking at her that she's white. <laughs> so sometimes when you see a group of people talking, don't go and add yourself. Some of us, when we were born, they poured libation. They, they dedicated us to idols. Do you understand? And some people, their prayer has been offered for them throughout their birth. Till today. So both of you are not the same. So nobody is interceding for you. You want to go and make yourself whatever. By the time you realize somebody, his grandmother's prayers have saved him. And you know, only the fetish in your system is following you. So, this is just to a note to let you know that God sees you as an individual when you are in the church. And whatever you have to do for God, don't compare it with what somebody else is doing. So, back to the passage. Over here you see Jesus discussing with Peter. And Jesus asking Peter do you love me see the Bible say after they had dined so when they had dined Jesus said unto Simon Peter Simon lovest thou me more than these now there are two things here either that Jesus was referring to the food they had just eaten, that do you love me more than this that means that more than the fish and bread yes Because some people don't love Jesus. They they, they love food more than Jesus. (laughs) And then he could also be referring to the other disciples who are standing around. Do you love me more than these? It's like when you compare yourself with these who are standing here. Is your love for me more than their love for me? And Peter said, Lord, you know that I I do. Then he says, If you love me, feed my lambs. My lambs are the little ones. My lambs are the small ones. My lambs are the JHS students. My lambs are the little, little children. Yeah. If you love me, then feed my lambs. Feed the little ones. Feed the ones who have not come to know the Lord. And then he asked him a second time Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than food? Or do you love me more than all the other disciples standing around? Jesus wants to find out from you Do you love him more than food? Because some people, or do you love him more than beloved? Some people. (laughs) You wait, I'm coming. Some people are in the church with one agenda. They are here as we are praising God, as people are dancing, as As people are lifting their hands to worship, they are scanning. They are watching. So they have not come because they love something more than Jesus. And one of the surest tests of your love for Jesus is your ability to feed lambs and feed sheep. Yes. God uses your desire to feed That is why everybody in the church must desire to be a feeder of lambs and a feeder of sheep. Sunday school teachers, God likes them. Because little ones who know nothing, they are the place where Satan also likes. And today, most games, most even cartoon network they have gay things inside so when you see children are watching you see that some of these characters are gay they are trying to teach children and feed the little ones and pump into their heads that you are a girl but you are also a boy in fact in the uk now UK now i don't know whether america but in the uk a, a, a little child as young as four years can decide that she's now a boy. Yes. And choose the path. Four years old. Lamps. So when Jesus also finds people who like these little ones, four-year-olds, three-year-olds, five-year-olds, both natural four-year-olds and spiritual young ones, new believers, cool type of people. He also likes those who feed his lambs and feed because before Satan can pump wicked ideas into people, here comes these feeders of little ones, of young ones. Yes. That's why he said to Peter, do you love me? So I would like to ask you, do you love Jesus? Are you sure you love Jesus? If you love Jesus, then become a feeder. Become a shepherd. Become somebody who can feed little ones and feed sheep. Sometimes even grown-up ones. Yes. Do you love me more than this? If you love me, then feed my lambs. If you love me, then feed my sheep. And if you love me, then feed my sheep. Peter was so sad. Jesus, I I think because he had denied Jesus three times, he could see that every question was for one denier. (laughs) So, he was very sad when the third question came. And he said, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said, if you love me, then feed my sheep. So, for every one of us here, I want to throw that challenge to you. Let it be your goal in life. To be a feeder of God's people. Whether little ones or great ones. Whether young ones or grown up ones. At whatever level, you must become somebody who feeds God's people. John chapter 16. John 15, sorry. John 15 and verse number 16. We are in the book of John now. John 15 and verse 16. Listen to something here. He says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it you I told you at the 100% answer prayer garden already wow. and that whatever you ask he will give Amen. okay now before that this nice part where we like whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name he may give it you there is a first condition wow. and the condition is that you have not chosen me but i have chosen you And ordained you. That you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Then when you are at that place. Whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name. He will give it to you. He will give it to you. He will give it to you. But this verse is an interesting verse. Jesus says ye have not chosen. Me, But I have. you. You see, when somebody says, you didn't choose me, I am the one who has chosen you, it means there must be some problem for the person to be addressing things that way. The day a husband tells the wife, you didn't marry me. I married you. (laughs) It means there is a problem. Or maybe he's asking for uh, some type of food and the food is not coming. Do you see? Then he's saying that, look, let me tell you, you didn't marry me. I married you and ordained you to give me three square meals. <laughs> so, Jesus here says, you have not chosen me. You see, sometimes the church behaves as if, as if we chose Jesus. The church behaves as though we are the people who chose Jesus and that we are doing him a favor yes. by coming to church, by, you know, reading our Bibles, by praying. It's like he's even lucky crowd that I've come today. <laughs> when you're you come to say, oh, I'll come. Ah, I'll come. Ah, I'll come. Take your time. As if we are doing him a favor. So he's addressing us that you did not choose me. I chose you. I am the one who chose you. You are not the one who chose me. I am the one who chose you and I ordained you. Yes. So for every believer, and this scripture is not for the disciples, then you shouldn't add this part that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. It's for every believer. Who is reading these scriptures after? That Jesus is is saying that we didn't choose him. He chose us. Maybe you think you are sitting here because you decided to come. Or that maybe you now, you you like this type of thing. So that's why you are here. But you are here because he chose you. In Psalm 65 verse 4, the Bible says, Blessed is he whom thou choosest. And causes to approach unto thee that they might be satisfied with the goodness of thine house. 65 verse. 5. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest. So when some he has chosen you, you are a blessed person who has been chosen. Amen. And causes to approach unto thee that they may dwell in thy courts we shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house even of thy holy temple. So blessed is the man who and the, and he said you didn't choose me. I chose you. Then you are blessed that he has chosen you. Some of you were bad boys and bad girls. The way you are sitting here very nice with a tag around your neck. It's as though you are, you are a saint from your mother's womb. Bad boy. Hey. By 11, you were watching pornography. By 12, you had broken your virginity. Hey. You used to jump your father's wall. And go and chase a boy. Today you are sitting here. Hey. 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 God has done some. And he says that. When he looked among the people in the world. In spite of your background. In spite of what you have done. He selects you. And causes you to approach. You see, sometimes you think that somebody was very forceful. Me and I didn't want to come to the church. But that guy was very forceful. Every day he's calling. If I'm in the house, he's coming. He'll come and wait for me to bath and take me to church. He's too wild. In fact, he, he really, he, he was too, I wanted him to just get off my back. So I, I, I would just follow him. No, it's not the person. It is God who is causing, He's causing you to come. To approach. God is using all means available to bring you to himself. And then he says, I've ordained you. When I, I called you, I chose you. I ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. So when you get born again and give your life to Christ... Your, your, your goal in life should not just be that you're a nice Christian, you go to church, you sit down uh, in the church, or even you, uh, you do whatever, and so you're a nice Christian who has married a nice wife wow. with your two children, wow. uh, Dolores, hey. Brian, wow. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> And and then, it's like you are very nice, you just you, you pay your tithes, and, and then you are just good, husband of one wife, wife of one husband. Everything is very perfect. No, there must be a, an agenda beyond just yourself, your wife, your children, and your household. The agenda is that you will go and bring forth fruit, and then your fruit. Will remain. There are two types of fruits. One is the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace. You know, the good things. Do you understand? When you are Christian, we expect you to do good things. This type of apache Christians. Always in the church, but they are lining up the sisters. He is counting the sisters that he has flawed. The fruit of the spirit must rise within you so that you do what is right. I hope you understand that. So that when you are in the church, you say you are born again. The things you used to do, you should do them no more. The girls you used to chase, you should chase them no more. The boys you used to chase, you should chase them no more. The sugar that is used to have, you should have them no more. The sponsors you used to have, you have them no more. You think I don't know all these things sir? Eh? Small girl, look at your flat that you are staying in. Air-conditioned. Fridge. Microwave. Modern bed. Eh, (laughs) wi-fi (laughs) dstv swimming pool has come inside Eh? and your father is a teacher you you, you use a michael kors bag yes (laughs) you are using brazilian hair (laughs) yes Hey, bone straight. Yes. Hey, look at your acrylic nails. Look at your French tips. Look at the way you have waxed your eyebrows. Where did you get the money from? Somebody has been sponsoring you. Yeah. But once you give your life to Jesus we expect fruits fruits of the holy spirit and they must remain it's not like you are just good for a few weeks and then you reverse to the other side one one brother one guy got born again and he was a pornographer so (laughs) when he got born again in the world of pornography, when you say you love somebody, it means that you sleep with that person. So he was loving, uh, I love you, I love. If somebody says I love you, then he loves them, then he loves them, then he loves them. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> he was born again, but he was in the church. He didn't know that in the church, it's not the same. So I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. So he was loving the people, sir. One day whilst he was in love, loving, suddenly he saw a beast like a, 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 a kind of creature, black creature on the side of the bed where he was loving. And then he suddenly got up and said, no, he, he doesn't, there must be something wrong with what he's doing because he, although he's loving, this beast that has appeared means that something's wrong with the way he's loving. And then he went to search the scriptures and found out that sex before marriage is fornication. Then he says, Oh, he didn't know at all. So he went to ask a pastor and then say, Oh no, that's no oh, no 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 no. To love somebody doesn't mean you sleep with that person. So oh, he didn't know that. So he has loved the sister, he has loved the sister, he has loved the sister. <laughs> Then the next set of fruits, you'll find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 15. First Corinthians 4 and verse 15. It says, For though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you. Through the gospel, what he's saying is that although you have 10,000 instructors, yet you don't have many fathers, then Paul is saying that for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel, which means I've given birth to you through the gospel. That means that you can give birth in the gospel. You can have fruits in the gospel. You may not have a wife, you may not have a child. You may not have a wife or a husband, but you can have a child in the spirit. Are you listening to me? And Jesus says, I have ordained you that you will bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. This must be the agenda of every believer. That while I'm in the church, I am a fruit-bearing believer. I bear fruits of the Spirit, and I also bear fruits of spiritual children. Yes, I have many spiritual children. You can point to this one is one of, you see, there's a way that you can be proud and say, this is my son. This is my son. This is my son. This is my son. what we are talking about? Some people are just small, small boys. You say you are a, a man of God. a Papa. They call you Papa and you respond. <laughs> they call you Papa. Then you respond. One day, Archbishop Duncan Williams, he went to Cape Coast University. He saw some young men there. And then he said to them, ah, these young men people are calling you Papa, 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 and you are responding. All of you, you are not men of God. You are boys of God. Shout we are boys of God. (laughs) We are boys of God. (laughs) I hope you're understanding that. So in the gospel we can have children. I want you to have that aim. I thank God that throughout my secondary school days into my university days it was my agenda. You will not have time for boyfriend. Going to chase this one, going to this school, coming here. No, 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 you don't have time because there's so much to do for God yes. giving birth to children, preaching, giving birth, winning souls, getting them born again, and following them up and looking after them, making sure they read their Bible, wow. teaching them how to have quiet time, following them up, wow. f- praying for them, li- leading them in the Holy Ghost baptism. Oh. There's so much to do. So much. That must be your goal. That must be your vision. That must be your agenda. When you put God's work on your heart, God will put you on His heart. Amen. When you put God's work on your heart, I think uh, uh, Methodist church, they have something like that. That yes and jesus says you didn't <laughs> you didn't choose me i chose you that you will go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain you are going to bear much fruit Amen. you are going to be fruitful. There are many of you sitting here today. You are going to be very fruitful. Yeah. Many of you are going to become great pastors. Great ministers. You are going to have many children. You are brought forth through the gospel through the gospel through the gospel children who are going to be happy when you are arrived in heaven one day. Hey, there'll be a whole train of people who are coming after you and saying, you are the reason why I am here. You are the reason why I'm here. You are the reason why I'm here. You are the reason why I'm here. Hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Now so why must you have such a goal to be a shepherd in the house of god i have a few points to the end of my 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 session here number one all you need is a desire not bible school training all you need is what In First Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, he says, This is a true saying if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. So the Lord is telling us here that in order to become a bishop, all you need is a desire. So it means that it's not a big thing, it's not something complex. You don't need Bible school training. It's not something that you need a a, a first degree for or an MBA for or some kind of master's. All you need is a desire. Do you have an interest? Let God stir your heart to like his work. Yes. Have a desire for the work of God. All you need is a desire. Ah. Okay. I set an alarm for something it's been accomplished <laughs> one day I heard my um, an alarm go off like this around four thirty, and my, my son had set an alarm so I said "Ah, four thirty? where are you going so I'm not going anywhere I said but why have you set an alarm he said oh they were taught that the sun should not go down on your anger so he has set an alarm so that by the time the 4:30 is when the sun is going down so he will check his heart to be sure that he is angry <laughs> <Hey! laughs> As for you your anger the sun has come the sun has gone the moon has come the moon has gone <laughs> <laughs> the Greek word for a bishop is episkopos which means an overseer of God's people okay and Paul was trying to encourage more people to do God's work that the only qualification we need is a desire and that's why you are sitting here you can be used by God you can be a shepherd in God's house you can be a great pastor in God's house all you need is just an interest because paul said if anybody has an interest he has an interest in a good thing yes there were times some years ago if you thought of somebody doing something in god's house it's trinity college if you haven't been to trinity college they don't want you to even try you, see, you don't qualify but we are seen in the bible that we don't need such a while. you don't even need to know memory verses about 25 otherwise some of you will not qualify if you do I'll ask you some verses just now should I start should I start I'm going to start from Nahum. And then I'll go to Habakkuk. And then to Zephaniah. Before I come to Obadiah. You think I'll start from John (laughs) 3.16. All you need is a desire. And a desire is a very strong thing when samson was going to be used by god the bible says that he liked philistine women and his father and mother said that are there no women in your country that you have put your eyes on these people and the bible says that it was of the lord that desire he had for Philistine, like maybe you like girls, or maybe you like um, <laughs> or maybe you like fair ladies or maybe you like tall brothers. You see. You wait, you wait, wait. You wait. <laughs> so, Samson also had a, a, a kind of love, he, he, a desire for women from Philistine. I don't know how they look like. <laughs> but, but I think that I don't know whether they a particular way because every nation, the people are different. When I went to Korea, I saw that, hey, Korean women, short like this, tiny like this. And I said, hey, this one, if I'm looking for a beloved, I will not come here. <laughs> I will not come. So Samson had a desire for Philistine women. And the Bible says that it was of the Lord. Because he sought an occasion against the Philistines. He wanted to destroy them. So he used Samson's desire and his interest to lead him to Philistine. Until he caught him between the pillars on which the building where all the leaders of philistine had gathered got something to be in between them and he brought it on he, he collapsed the whole building on the leaders of philistine he, he finished them in one go it all began with the desire that something had for so a desire is a very wonderful thing if you have a desire, that's why god wants if you have a desire for god's work God must tear your heart yes. so you have a desire for his work. Yes. 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 Because it's not complex like that. Everybody can have a desire for God's work. To preach. A desire to preach. Not criticize. When somebody is preaching and you say, ah, if he had used this verse, it would have been more powerful. It means that you can do something instead of using it to criticize use it to build use it to do something for yourself yes so all you need is a desire and paul says that we need more people to become bishops which is overseers of god's people when you say bishop doesn't mean that they should start calling you bishop okay number two it is the natural stage of development for every believer to rise into the place of shepherding it is a natural stage of the development of every believer to become a shepherd it is the natural stage of the development of every believer to become a shepherd in hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 He says, for when for the time you ought to be a teacher, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. For when for the time you ought to be a teacher. For when for the time. So he was writing to believers and was saying that there is a time like that in your natural development as a believer, there is a point at which you should become a teacher. For when for the time you ought to be a teacher, you now still need somebody to be teaching you. So you cannot just be in the church and always your you you dear you are a bencher. You must always see that you are a receiver. Oh pastor preach. What a word! Oh, you are doing me good. Uh, I am being blessed. Bomuda doa no. We we are not. You see, that's that for two years so. Yeah. Two Fire Empty yourself. So you there? You are sitting down and just making cut calls. There is a point at which you ought to be a teacher. Yeah, that's right. Ought to be. That's right. If this process was to continue, you know, there will be no hall that can contain your number. Yeah. What did Paul tell Timothy? 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2. Verse 1, he says, Thou therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ. Verse two says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. You see, church of Pentecost, we see them, it's a great church. I think that they have literally used this scripture to build the church of Pentecost. Most of their churches are manned by presiding elders. They are not manned by pastors, ordained pastors. They are presiding elders, just a normal person who has been in the church for such a long time and, and understands what they do and preaches every Sunday from what he has been taught. And then they have a district pastor who goes around the churches preaching from time to time, but most of them are presiding elders ordinary members who have understood that once you are faithful, they can commit to you something and you will commit to others who also teach others and then the 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 thing continues. Yes. So there is coming a time right in this ministry. There will be people who are teaching others and others will teach others, and the process will continue until there will be no hall. That can contain your number. Clap for Jesus. Sit down. So we all must have that our minds must be tuned to this revelation that God didn't send you or call you into a church just to come and warm the pews. Everybody stand up. Touch your seat. How does it feel? Is it warm? Is it warm? okay sit down do you think that's the job you came to do are you in the church just to warm the pew so the bible says that for when for the time you ought to be a teacher it means that there's a point at which you must become ought is imperative yes ought is a commandment Ought is something that is expected to be done by all means for when for the time you ought to be a teacher. You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. It's like we must teach you again the same. You see, you can be in a church after some time, you know you you, you virtually know what is going to be preached. Yes. And there's no, nothing wrong with that. You will know because you have been around for a long time. Yes. But the fact that you have been around for a long time doesn't mean you should just be a receiver. There is a point at which the one who has been receiving must rise up to become a giver. Yes. Yes. And a teacher. That what has been committed to you, you too can share it. What I'm sharing with you is what has been committed to me. Wow. Wow. And I'm also teaching others. And one day you'll also be teaching others. And those who teach will teach others. And, and it will go on and on and on and on and on. Let me tell you, we must let our churches become like factories. Stand here. Come. Come. Turn yourselves. The things that thou hast heard of me, commit that to faithful men wow. who will be able to teach others also. So then you two, you come. So the, you commit to these ones. Yes. And then you two, no, stand side by side, three of you. So now two of you have given birth to three. Wow. And then, yes, you two commit, commit, commit. Then when you come, you also commit to others. Can see that i am i was standing here alone and i had only two people that i committed to and those two people committed to three the three committed to four therefore so before you realize i am more than one thousand are you there still or you've gone home the things that thou hast heard of me among many. So it's like if you are in the church and when they teach it stops with you it means you have blocked the factory process. You have spoiled it. The factory line. Yeah. That's why in uh, the Hebrews 5.12 says that for when for the time you ought there's a point at which they've taught you are, is enough. Now you must become a teacher too. Either you become a Sunday school teacher. Or you become a new believer school teacher. Or you become a branch pastor. Or you become, you become a cell leader. Or you become a bar center leader. Or you bring people to church. That's how it is. And there are so many of us here. The teaching is stopping with us. Your notebook is full. You have five notebooks. Five notebooks are full. It hasn't gone beyond your shelf. The things that they have taught you, and you'll be surprised that the more you teach others, the more you get to know what you have been taught. Uh, Sit down. Many years ago, Bishop David Mills wow. was going to start Lighthouse Chapel International. Wow. And then he came to visit me on campus in Ligon. I was in Ligon. He was in, he was in medical school at Kualibu. And he had his beloved on Ligon campus. Wow. 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 So he came to visit the beloved and came to visit me. So, I was seeing him off those days. There was no Uber. And you um, didn't have so much money for taxes. We walked and we needed to talk too. So, we were talking. I was seeing him off and we got to the gates. My, my room was H5, Legon Hall. Wow. Yes. So, we moved from there all the way to the gate. But we didn't finish talking. So, I think he got a lift. I sat in the car and we both went to Sankara we were talking until we got to Sankara and we didn't finish. So we sat at Sankara and continued talking. <laughs> so when we were talking, he pointed to me, central gospel church. He said, do I see international central gospel church? How there are three pastors, men, was there Eric Quapon was there and obeying that very powerful. And the three of them, they were very strong together. And through them, the church became powerful. He, 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 he explained to me that when men's table preaches on a topic, Obeen D'Aco comes to preach around the same topic with strength. And so will Eric Capone. Eric Wapon was the uh, worship leader. So God is going to use him to start a church. And that he will be the senior pastor. Bishop Saki and myself will be his assistants just like those three yes and then listen oh then he said to me that when we visit these churches christian National faith ministry and central gospel they are always so saved calvary baptist they have souls every morning there are souls he says if we start a church we are going to take follow-up very seriously yes because like you can have a big front door where souls are saved and they come in but the back door is also open so they, they go out but if we, we we do follow up seriously there will be no hall that can contain our number wow. yes wow. and today the prophecy is more than fulfilled there is no hall that can contain the number i mean we have to go to independence square which now even cannot contain our number. Yes. So what I'm saying to you is, is that there comes a point at which you can't just be in the church and just be receiving word and making wow, what a word. Hey, what a powerful. Uh, uh, <laughs> you are blessing me. <laughs> I am being blessed. You are preaching good. One guy guy shouted, preach! Preacher! Preachest! (laughs) (laughs) So, remember, sit down, that there is a point at which in your Christian walk, You must become a teacher. When you don't rise up into that, you either backslide or you become critical. When you start preaching, you stop criticizing. When they say go and prepare a sermon, the sweat that will come from you will humble you. Yes. (laughs) You, You can even go and preach. And you yourself don't understand what you are preaching. <laughs> and, and, and when you finish and somebody says it was a good word. You want to say hey, you are lying. <laughs> you are lying. <laughs> it was not a good word. Because you really understand the message yourself. And you like the ground to open so that you enter it. So everybody must have that as a spiritual goal. I cannot just remain a listener, a receiver. I must, there must come a point in my spiritual development because the natural one. We all know when people grow up, I'm sure. Are you married? You are married? Yes. By all means, at a point, your parents were expecting you to marry and to leave the house. Is that not so? Yes why because that is your natural the natural stage of development is once you have finished school once you started work once you've worked for some time you are earning money naturally we expect you to marry yeah. so when somebody is there he's growing he has finished school he's got a job he's earning money he's uh, um he's earning money and then He is still in the mother's house. And mother is making fufu for him. Mother is making rice for him. Mother is making light soup. Mother is making oats. There is something wrong with that. Because in the natural development of a normal human being, we expect that by the time you are finished school and you are earning money, it gets to a place where you find a wife and marry her and make her cook for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's the natural state. So, spiritually, too, spiritually, too, can you? Spiritually, too, there are people that angels are wondering. Ah, why is he still in the house? Why is he still sitting down there? Oh, oh, by this time, by this time, this one should be a. But if he doesn't know that he's a mega church pastor why is he still sitting in the church and that the church that he will you you are going to use him to build will be bigger than the one he's sitting in why is he still sitting there oh 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 wow. angels are wondering say, by this time you should be somebody who is preaching to others as you are sitting down there you have come again with your kaftan. Now you have got new kaftans you have released with your shoe. <laughs> you have got news, uh, new suits to come and showcase yourself in the church. And then you hear me. what is important is to rise up and be a shepherd, and be a teacher, a feeder of lambs, and a feeder of sheep next one must be your goal next one is what there is a great need for shepherds there is a need God's house needs shepherds more people to rise up And become feeders of his lambs. And feeders of his sheep. Matthew 9.36. But when he saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion. On them. Because they fainted. And were scattered abroad. As sheep. Having no shepherd. Matthew 9.36. When he saw the multitudes. Mm. he was moved with compassion because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having, verse 37 verse 37 then saith he unto his disciples the (laughs) 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 the harvest truly is what but the laborers a few then he says but pray ye the lord of the harvest so that he will send laborers." verse 38 he will send he sent for laborers into his harvest jesus looked at the multitudes and he said they fainted as sheep having no shepherd so it's like the shepherds are now few said the laborers are few you may think that there are many men of god but charlie they are few you may think in your check that oh we have so many people working, but Charlie, the workers are few. In every check, those who really work is a twenty eighty Pareto principle. Yes. Yes. Only twenty percent of the people are really involved in the workforce. Very, very few. So every we need all hands on deck. Jesus looked at the multitudes and he said they were they they were like sheep having no shepherd hey when we look in the church, there there are many people without shepherds one pastor cannot do all the work one anointed man of God cannot do all the work many people come and look at the pastor and say oh pastor your anointing there is very powerful in fact i've not i've been to many places many men of god but your kind is rare <laughs> in fact i really want to thank god for your life when you preach eh, there's something there's something there's something look throw away that your comment we don't need it anymore we need more hands on deck Jesus himself said to the people to pray for the to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest field. So we need more laborers. There's a great need for shepherds. There's a great need for for workers. They are not a lot like that. So if you are just sitting there always looking at us as we display on stage, I'm telling you you are doing the wrong thing. Uh, are you listening to me? Yes. You are doing the wrong thing. And I thank God as young as maybe I should say 20 I became like a pastor of a fellowship. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. yes. Wow. Laboni Cantomans Christian Fellowship. Yes. Wow. Wow. We are the founders of the fellowship. Yes we began 1983 i was 20 years old yes and if you look in the bible hello can i talk to you please when you look in the bible the levites were to start work at 25 and by the age of 50 they go on retirement even as far back as then Yeah, 25. Mm-hmm. So if you are 20, you should be preparing. Archbishop yeah. Bishop Nicholas Duncan Williams started the church at 20 years. Wow. Bishop Dagwood started his ministry at 25. Wow. Most of the charismatic leaders you know all started around 25, 24, 25, 26. Everybody. So the fact that you see men's outable and all those, we're 25, 26. Today, when you see a 25 year old boy, it's as if he can't preach, he can only have sex. Hey! So today we are declaring to you that you must rise up and fill in the gap. Because there's a great need for shepherds in the house of God. That's why everybody must become one. Everybody. It must be your aim. You must think about it that, okay, if God has not even called me to be a shepherd, I want to be. And the Bible says that if you have such a desire, God also likes it. So God can call some people, and some people to just your interest is what He's using. That's all. Don't have to mystify that thing. Like I have to see an angel, you know, because when you hear some people's testimonies, you think that you there you are not called. Because you know, the Lord appeared to me and said, "My son, I have called you to the nations with uh, the integrity of my word." And the way they will say that an angel appeared to them and so on. They say, me, I've not seen an angel. Does it mean that me too, I can do the work of God? Yes, I can. Because I've, I've come with my desire. I've come with my heart. I've come also that I've seen the need. I've seen that there's a great need for shepherds. So if I'm praying the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his field, then I've also signed up that I also want to be one of the laborers. I want to be one of the laborers. You'll be one of the laborers. Yeah. Say amen properly. Yeah. Number four. Number four. God's people are scattered without a shepherd. God's people are scattered without a shepherd. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd and they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered ezekiel 34 and verse 5. Mm. and they were scattered and they became meat For the beasts of the field. Yeah. God's people are scattered. People need shepherds to explain things to them. People need shepherds to explain Bible things. Things that are happening. People are scattered without a shepherd. People become a prey to all the beasts. If they are false prophets in today's world people become a prey to false prophets. Yes. Because there's no shepherd. There's nobody. See, a shepherd is a carer, like somebody who cares for you, somebody who is interested in you, somebody who looks after you. Not everybody has a shepherd. Yeah. Because the shepherds are very few. The uh, the, the member shepherd ratio is that is that how they say it yes. member shepherd ratio is what is it big or small it's small small means what small. so which the which ratio should be what shepherds up and sheep down or Wait till oh, the mathematicians are talking no. Oh. Don't bring yourself. Shepherd to sheep ratio. Shepherd to sheep ratio. So that means that few shepherds, plenty sheep. So it's small. Extremely small. But Understand, don't worry. You, you, yes, you understand it one day, you get it one day. Yeah, we are going to be great shepherds, we are going to help this work of God. They were scattered, there is no shepherd today. Facebook and others have opened even malams. And juju men are all on Facebook and others. They're all doing callings. Call this number, if you need this. call this number if you need call. When you don't have shepherds who are with the sheep, where are you? What are you doing? What meeting is that you are going for? Do you know who is the leader there? What are they teaching you? Somebody who is talking to you like that, you see that you become a prey to the beasts of the field oh yes there are people who take advantage of ladies oh yes as they go for prayer meetings and so i say oh now we we don't do laying on of hands you see when elijah elisha was going to resurrect the body he lay on the boy yes mouth to mouth stomach to stomach everything to everything so we to here now to in order to minister effectively we can't just lay only your hands if you don't have a shepherd who cares for you or you are going to say oh hey I was going for this here there, this," what they say where are you? what are you going to do that you are not going away come this way there are people who are in the church they are taking advantage of our sisters they need shepherds to talk to them you need shepherds to talk to you. Don't follow that boy. Don't follow that man. He will deceive you. I'm always talking to my sheep. You are falling in love? Do you know what it means to fall in love? Why do you say you are falling in love? Walk in love. Don't. If you fall, you won't get up. <laughs> <laughs> do you see I'm always talking who came to drop you is it your uncle or your uncle <laughs> and you know that sometimes before the pastor knows what is happening members know what somebody is going through And instead of rising to be a shepherd who can counsel and so on, you just become a backbencher and you are just a gossip. Hey, do you know that this girl, uh, uh, some man came to drop her? Hey, me, I thought that her father didn't have a car. So how come her brother doesn't have a car? So what man is that who came to drop her? Hey. hmm. (laughs) So instead of being a gossip, be a shepherd who is counseling and who is guiding and who is teaching the little ones and he's teaching also the sheep. I hope you understand that. Otherwise, so many people get become prey and meat for the beasts. So many times I've rescued my little, my, my small sisters, my, my little uh, ladies and girls from the mouth of lions. hey a lady who is now married with twins and a son three boys she will be thanking me i want to thank you then i'll tell that hey if it wasn't for me like by now this guy that boy be then i mention the boy's name say hey bishop (laughs) because i remember she was not married and as she was growing, she be saying that ah, nobody has come, whatever, and so on. And i say, it will be okay. Somebody will come. Then uh, this guy, some unbeliever boy, a playboy of an unbeliever. He'll be calling her. Hey. What was I saying before the interruption? That playboy, he would call her, and 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 because I was a shepherd, she would tell me too. You see, when you are a shepherd, your sheep can tell you when they are in danger. So I, I would tell her, you he will be calling, hi baby, yeah, oh, he will wrap her. He will be talking to her. I told her that this boy is not a proper person. He wants to just. Add you to his list of girls that he has fired in the world. And I, as your shepherd, I will not allow him. You believe it. One day I asked to see the guy and he came. And I was I had a, an office in the basement, and the office is very long. So I intentionally went to sit at the back so that he worked for a long time before he comes to me. So when he was coming, I could see that he, he was confused. Because his walking was becoming confused. So when he came, I asked him, I, I talked to him, and I said, you know, you are worrying my, 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 my daughter. He said, I know. I don't want you to call her and, and have anything to do with her from today. Do you understand? Um, yes, I understand. I said, okay, thank you very much. Then I told her to save his number as don't answer one. (laughs) (laughs) Only a shepherd can give you such a guidance. Yes. Only a shepherd can give you that. Otherwise, you have three children, no husband. Oh yes. As we are sitting here looking fyanga fianga fyanga like impalas, there are wild beasts who are waiting to catch you and 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 eat you up. Yes. Only the shepherd, you see, when there is there are shepherds, shepherds prevent beasts of the field from chewing the prey, the the the, the, the sheep that we have. Yes. There are unbelievers who intentionally come to the church and say, oh, one man, he said he, he, he used to pass by a certain church. He says, so oh, every Sunday he gets one of the girls. I mean, such, such an unfortunate statement to even make that I pass by that church, I always get one of the girls. He gives them a lift. Once he's on the lift, he'll talk, he'll talk. By the time they'll get to the destination, finally, why not pass So let there be shepherds. I told some people, I said, You are beautiful. Eh? If a man tells you you are tell them that your shepherd has told you already. Some of you, when eh, you are looking beautiful, now why are you confused? Won't be that? So, uh, Hi girl. Hey. Now has anybody told you that you are so beautiful? <laughs> mm, then you also be thinking. Oh. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Somebody saw a lady, he told her that. Hey. Are you real? It's like, are you real? It's like, it's like, are you real? It's like, are you a real human being or you are some kind of. Another guy, he told a lady that if beauty was a disease, you would be in intensive care. All of them are using it. They want you to become meat. They want you to become meat. If we don't have shepherds who are telling you, that thing that he's saying, when somebody meets you, you are going on outreach. The person says, oh, um, do you know um, Malcolm, they, they say there's some Malcolm in this area don't answer him tell him that you don't know the place and, and, and go on go for your outreach when you are going somewhere and, and somebody may say oh ah, is that uh, Aggie Aggie <laughs> you are agi yeah. maybe you are walking together say, oh it's my friend who is called agi ah no 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 but are you Frida you look like somebody who went to school with my sister but many times they use they use it to get the people Meanwhile, his <laughs> mother is Amau. But you see, these are the these are the beasts in the field, and they are out there to catch the sheep and use them for meat if there are no shepherds, there's no hope for our, our, our sheep and our people that we have. There's no hope. There's no hope. Even there are Christian beasts. There are these psychedelic people. They are, they are wild beasts. As they are in the church. Oh, they are not proper people. Always talking to this sister, oh, we are having a movie night, whatever, whatever. When you go, you see that you are the only one. Where are the other people? Oh, they are coming. So now you are the only one. <laughs> oh Per, do I meet? what do you swear? From today all our sheep are protected and covered in the mighty name of Jesus. Because shepherds are rising. More shepherds are rising. In Jesus name. Clap your hands. Number five. Number five. Are you there still or you've gone home? Become a shepherd in order to fulfill the great commission. In order to become shepherds who teach, shepherds who instruct, shepherds who do, they they help to fulfill the great commission. Become a shepherd in order to fulfill the great commission in Matthew 28:19 Matthew, 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 Matthew <laughs> Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the holy ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world go ye therefore and teach teach all nations go ye therefore verse 19 go ye therefore and teach all nations. We need shepherds to do the teaching of all nations. Are you there still? The surest way to fulfill the great commission is to be a shepherd. Teaching. Guiding. Helping. Okay? The word teach. The first one is matateo. M-A-T-H T-H-E eh? Matateo. And it means to make disciples or converts. To convert a person. It's like that teaching has resulted in converting people. Matateo. M-A-T-H E-T-E-U-O Matheteo. Matheteo. Alright. Go ye therefore and Matheteo nations. That means convert nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Then the next one is teaching them. And that word the teaching there is Didasco. Hmm. Teaching yeah didasco that means is to hold discourse or to discharge the office of a teacher or to instill doctrine into another or to explain and expound on a thing to explain and expound on a thing so to be to become a shepherd is is to help to fulfill the great commission because you help to convert And then you also expound on topics and things you teach. Do you see? That's why you must rise to become one of the shepherds. The great commission is almost becoming the great omission. Because today, most churches and most Christians don't think about it. You don't think about helping. I want to win souls. I want to establish them, teach them, explain things to them, show them how to read. Their, there are people in our churches, they don't know how to read the Bible for themselves. They can't have quiet time. If they take the Bible, they don't know where to open. So they just close their this thing and then they open. put their hand and see if it makes sense. Then they read it. They don't know where to read. If he has a Bible like this, he just opens it. If if he has a Bible, which is another problem. There are people joining our churches, often because of the screen. They don't bring Bibles. They don't read. So the culture of holding the Bible, opening it, whether on electronic uh, device or the paper one, like this, they don't have it. When they take their phones, like they are reading the Bible, they are actually checking WhatsApp. Do you see? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he went and hung himself. <laughs> then you close it again. What he did, go and do likewise. <laughs> then you open it again, you pray. What I do is do it quickly. <laughs> <Bless> <laughs> the Lord. So, fulfilling the great commission, preaching every Saturday, every week, there's some outreach somewhere. I mean, I've been involved in this type of thing uh, from my early 17 years uh, till to today. Always there's some preaching somewhere. You are going somewhere, reaching out to people. Then after that, you come, guys, as I'm, people gather together, teaching them, teaching them, explaining. I'm expounding on something, I'm didascoing. What I'm doing is didasco. Matateo is when we are doing converts, we are going for outreach, we are winning souls, that sort of work, it must never stop. It must never stop with us. Every week, there must be groups of believers who are out there where the sinners are, knocking on doors, calling on people, Stopping them by the wayside. Knocking on homes. Going into shops. Knocking on doors. Talking to people. Jesus loves you. Jesus saves. Jesus is the savior of the world. We came to talk to you about Jesus Christ. And so on. We must have people who are matatewing all the time. In in, In Romans chapter 10, you will see this factory thing there very powerfully. In Romans 10... Um, verse nine and ten, we, we, we use it normally for uh, new believers school. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Is that not so? Yes. And verse eleven says, verse eleven, manager, we are reading, eh? eh? For the scriptures say, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For Twelve. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. (laughs) For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Very good. So, verse 13. You see, he says, how then shall they call on him? Who, okay, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So salvation comes on people who call on the name of the Lord. Then how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So you can't get saved if you don't call. And you can't call if you have not believed. And how can they believe if they have not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach without being sent? So, how, can they, how shall they preach except they be sent? So, there must be sending so that people who are sent can preach. And when they preach, people can hear. And when they hear, they can believe. And when they believe, they can call. And when they call, they are saved. And when they are saved, they are added to the church. I'll take it again. How can they preach except they be sent? So we must be sending. When we send, they must preach. When they preach, people will hear. When they hear, they can believe. When they believe, they will call. When they call, they will be saved. When they are saved, they are added to the church. Acts 2.47 says, And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So people are not added to churches because there's not, there, there are no salvations. Yeah. There are no salvations. Churches get empty because there are no salvations and there are no salvations because people are not calling and people are not calling because they are not believing. And they are not believing because they are not hearing. They are not hearing because somebody is not preaching. And somebody is not preaching because people are not sending. So we must be a sending church. Church must be sending. Send us to preach. So that when we preach, people can hear. When they hear, they can believe. When they believe, they can call. When they call, they can be saved. And when they are saved, they are added to the church. This must never stop. In any of our churches. What's the process again? Number one is what? They must be sent. When they are sent, they preach. When they preach, they hear. When they hear, they believe. When they believe, they call. When they call. And when they are saved. Beautiful. Then we start again. And when when they are added to the church. You see, then we train them. We teach them. We didasco. Then we also send them. Then they also go and preach. Then when they preach, some people can hear. Because there are people who are not here. Eh? They are connected to maybe 2,000 people who are going to come to the church. So we have to go and catch that one person. And that one person will be the door to another 2,000 that are coming. We are going to send. When we send, they will preach. When we preach, they will hear. When they hear, when they believe, when they call, when they are saved, and when we add them to the church, we train them. Then we send them. And when we send, they'll preach. When they preach, others will hear. When they hear, they will believe when they believe when they call when they are saved and those who are added to the church they will train them again then we send them again then they also preach when they preach others will hear when they hear they will believe when they believe they will call when they call they will be saved when they are saved they are added to the church and when we add to the church Ah more training and there's more sending. I'm sending you, so send are you I'm sending you to preach. I'm sending you to preach so that others will hear. Oh I believe it. If you can if if you can practice this, I tell you that there's no hole that can contain your number your next camp meeting will be in a far bigger hall than this one. When when you have a camp meeting, it's like 1,200 people. Yes. You don't believe, eh? We had a camp meeting. We had a camp meeting. There were 35 people. The whole Lighthouse Chapel International, the number was 35 for the camp meeting. Today, we can't even have one camp for the whole Lighthouse Chapel International. We can't because even pockets when they have a camp meeting, can have 2,000 people in a camp meeting, and that's not the whole church. This same God being sent to preach, and then you go and preach, and then when you preach, people hear, and then they believe, then they call, then they are saved. It's like your aim is to save more souls. If you don't have that aim, then don't say you are building a church. Maybe say that you have an association where maybe most people are young, so they will find husbands, they will find wives, and then you will officiate weddings and so on. But if you are building a church there, the aim must be sending people going to preach going to hear and believing and calling and salvation. That's how it must always be. It must. Be. And when people get saved, don't let them come and sit down and just say, oh, what a word. Uh, you, are, you are doing me good. A preacher is powerful. Oh, what, uh, whatever. Preach, preacher, preachers. Preacher, no, and uh, will what those type of cat calls. That's not what you are here for. Yes. You are here to also receive so you can give. And God will bless you. I think I'll give you two more and then I end. You want more? Hey. How many are going to help to fulfill the Great Commission? Great Commission. To be fulfilled by the grace of God. Amen. <laughs> wow, now, become a shepherd because people are hungry for the truth. People are hungry for the truth. Ezekiel thirty four, verse two. People are hungry for the truth. Many people are spiritually hungry son of man prophesy against the shepherds of israel prophesy and say unto them thus saith the lord god unto the shepherds Woe be to the shepherds of israel that do feed themselves should not the shepherds feed the flocks feeding people are hungry for the truth people need feeding people need good pastors who can teach well don't criticize pastors. Oh. When you hear somebody preaching on radio, don't say his English is bad. Ah, but why is he preaching? Who is this person? What? Because <laughs> your English is good from Wesley Girls. Yeah. Or from a school or from GIS We see them Kwabo yeah. chama <laughs> <laughs> Is that also... <laughs> <Is it> Russell? <true? laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do boy by eye contaminated <laughs> You who can speak good English, you will not lend yourself to preaching and teaching. You want to go and work at a bank and earn money. Then here comes this guy whose English is not the best, but he has decided to uh, add himself to the laborers that the Lord of the harvest must release into the harvest field. And you are criticizing him what is he preaching about? He's not preaching well. You all you know how to preach well. You are not preaching. People are hungry for the truth. That's why people go everywhere and listen to anything. They are looking for the truth. So if you have the truth, present it so that they can come for it. If you have the truth, let them have it. When I, I, I have some kind of truth, some amount of truth that I believe I've, I've found, I'm also doing my best to relate. When you see a man of God preaching and saying, hey, eh, and um, this thing and that, oh, uh, and, uh, yes, praise God. When Silas and his wife Paul or Paul and his wife Silas were going. Don't say that, ah, man of God, no, he has made a mistake. He, they should take him off the radio. It's not correct and so on. Shut your little mouth up. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Until you yourself also present yourself for such things. You won't preach. When they send you, you won't go. Hmm? That's why God doesn't like people who take up his servants or take them on and criticize them and fight them. Because the people who like God's work are few who give themselves to it. And people are hungry to hear anything at all. You can see that people are listening to anything that is being said every radio station that somebody is preaching, somebody is listening. Anybody any Facebook page or YouTube page where somebody's leading a prayer, somebody's on online. Yes, you will get one. At least you will join. You will see. You see that you are. are. you listening to me? So those of us who are in God's church and you have found yourself in a very nice church. Living stones. Livingstone's family church. Family church doesn't mean it's a small church for just the family. Share. Some of you when you hear family church you think it means that only you and your brothers and sisters and then your wife and children is our family church. Share. It's a family. The world is the family. Yes. Yes. And there are people who are hungry. If they can just get something to, some good news, you know, something good news, some, the real balanced scripture. The Bible says that the time will come they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own last, they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Because they don't know what they must hear, they don't know what is good for them. So they just heap to themselves teachers, they have itching ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. Let there be people who rise up and say, I want to serve God. I want to do God's work. I want to preach. I want to serve Him. I want to do His will. I want to add myself and feed the flock of God which He has purchased with His own blood. Then finally, become a shepherd. Become a shepherd because people need to be visited and strengthened. People need to be visited and strengthened. Jeremiah 32, 23 verse 2. Jeremiah 23 verse 2. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Therefore, that said the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Then say, said, Behold, I'll visit upon you the evil of your doings. Mercy. But people need to be visited and strengthened. In the Bible, you see Jesus... Visiting almost so many different people, he visited Peter's house when his mother was not, mother-in-law was not well. Yes, he visited the house of uh, Mary and Martha, where he he went to eat sometimes. Yes. He visited so many people. When you call Jesus to come, He's coming. He was going to the centurion's house. Yeah, he, he goes visiting. And he was going to go and pray for his servant to be healed. And the man said, his house is not good enough. So he should stand in the street and do the miracle there. And he did it in that place. He went to uh, Jairus' house to raise his daughter from the dead. He went to Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus, come down. I'm coming to your house. Jesus went to homes and visited. So people need look the day somebody visits you in your house like a a, a shepherd and spends time in the house not just to watch soccer or to we are going to watch soccer. We are not coming to watch soccer. We are coming to minister the word. Encourage you. Love you. Do you understand? And pray for you. By the time you are leaving the home. You have to learn how to pray powerful prayers that everybody whose home you have visited can feel. You have to learn Bible words and legal terminology. Yes. For your visitation prayers. <laughs> yeah. You have to learn how to pray. When you are leaving, Father, we commit this household. You said when we to a house, and the son of peace is there. We must let our peace remain there, so let your peace remain here in the name of Jesus. We overcome every demonic and satanic agenda for this household, Lord. As our blessing remains here, may there be no one that is sick in this house, may there not be poverty in this house. We prove we pray for your mighty provision in Jesus' name. By the time you are leaving they are strengthened and they are encouraged so visitation is part of shepherdorial work wow. and people need that's why he said to the shepherds that you have not visited them yes he finds it offensive that you are the, you are the pastors of my flock and you have not visited them so i will visit upon you the evil of your doings hey I'm going to do a visitation even before I go home. <laughs> I must visit before I go home. Yes. Only you are in your house, caged in your house with your DSTV and with your Netflix. Do you understand? You don't want to go out. Yeah. But people need to be strengthened. And people need to be encouraged, visited, and strengthened, and encouraged. Yeah. When you visit people, I tell you, it helps them to rearrange their, their, their environment. Yes. Even when people are doing bad things, and they know that you visit them, they change. One day a pastor was visiting a member. When the member opens, hey, pastor, it's you. Please give me five minutes. Then she went. She was putting things in order. Then said, please, another five minutes. Then when she came, I said, pastor, it's not working. Please, you just come. <laughs> because the house was like a baller. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Visited a member, the person was smoking. When he opened the distance and saw, hey, took a big bear sheet and (laughs) (laughs) trying to blow the smoke out of the room before the pastor enters. One day I visited a member. I saw that some guy was dead. When I saw the way he was relaxed, there, eh, I knew that my ship, that night, it won't be easy. <laughs> because he had removed his shoes, he had stretched his legs, and he has unbuttoned some of the shirt. And he was, he was reclined. I said, no, this guy, I've been born in a wooden tree. So I also decided that I also visit. I'm also visiting. So I'm also there. So I'm talking to her, then I'm talking to him. Then I'm talking, then I'm talking. And I was not leaving. It was 11 p.m. I was still there. I said, ah, but this guy, 11, when he go home, it means that he's not in intern- time. He wants me to leave before he goes. Because I didn't And said, I was there. Midnight. Guy no was there around 12 30. then he uh-huh. said oh tsk. hey it looks like it's late." <laughs> he <said, laughs> <laughs> he's he 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 wants to ask to leave so then he left when he left I saw Chiala. <laughs> my sheep is in the house you have come and relaxed in the house 11 o'clock you won't go home 12 o'clock you are still in the house I should go and leave you there if I leave, my sheep will become a prey. I delivered my sheep. Visitation is very powerful. Yes. One day I went to dedicate a house. Hey, anointing be that fell on me as I prayed. Me now, I wish I had recorded a prayer. When I finished, the man was so moved and so. It's like what? Empire, we'll do it there. He gave me five thousand dollars. I'm not saying that you are going to get money when you visit. But I just did what was right. Because people need to be visited. The other day I just heard somebody try to commit suicide out of depression. And I said, look, if you are somebody, you, you, you have a shepherd, you won't easily commit suicide. Yeah. And, and so you need to get to a place where you have sheep that are, they see you as their shepherd. Because people need strength, you know. People need strength. People, The world is depressive. That is why God is calling you to join in the work and give yourself to it so that when this time is over we'll know that we have done our best for the master. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? God is going to use you greatly to strengthen his people to bless them to help them to guide them, to care for them all the days of their life. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord help you. May the grace of shepherding come upon you. May the anointing of shepherding be your portion. May the Lord who is faithful and faithful is he who has called us. He also will do it may he anoint your heads with fresh oil and find you as worthy shepherds of his flock all the days of your life may you be strong may you be powerful may you do his will in the name of Jesus become a pastor become a shepherd a shepherd of ten sheep hundred sheep two hundred sheep three hundred sheep five hundred sheep 1000 sheep become a shepherd of 2000 sheep in the name of Jesus the Lord bless you and help you may the Lord who advanced Moses and Aaron and brought out the fathers out of Egypt may that same God advance you and help this ministry Lord we thank you for Living Stones Family Church thank you for the work you have begun already what you have been doing already we know that greater things are ahead and so we pray for greater things greater works greater anointings in the name of Jesus send forth laborers into your harvest field shepherds into your harvest field it may never be said that they are like sheep having no shepherd but there will be sheep that have shepherds because shepherds have risen and shepherds have been released into the harvest field we thank you mighty god let your kingdom come let your will be done in jesus name god bless you for listening go out and work wonders by the impact of this message kindly subscribe to this podcast to receive updates on new cut messages shalom